Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Dr. Mahogany Hall. Dr. Mahogany, excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, me too. And uh, we're actually recording live from Intelligent Office in Alexandria, Virginia. So super happy and, and grateful that they bless us with the opportunity to do the recording here. So I guess just to kick everything off, I, I wanted to rewind the clock here a little bit more on how you got started, what you do, and all the awesome impact you're having. Sure, sure. So I am the owner of a mental health practice. Mm-hmm. It's called Hall Counseling Services. And we specialize in treating the LGBTQ plus community as well as racial trauma. So something that I, I've had this practice as a group practice. So I have roughly 15 clinicians on my team and started the practice, I guess, in 2017 as a group practice. But I've been doing it individually since 2013, which I was a solo practitioner at that time. So, yeah, we're here to help people in the community. And essentially, when I started, I I always saw myself being a therapist. So I was like, I know this is something that I want to do. I really want to help people to make people feel good, right? And, And to make sure that people are healthy in the way that I know best. And so... That's what made me start as a solo practitioner. And then the referrals just kept coming, coming, and coming. And I was like, I have to, I, my goal has always been to reach as many people as possible. So started hiring clinicians, tested one or two, and and it grew yeah. <laughs> to where we are now. So, yeah. Yeah, they always say anytime you're doing great work and you're great at the things you do, just watch out, hold your hand, hold everything else because it can take off from there. Yeah, yeah. I wish someone had told me that ahead of time because (laughs) I never wanted to manage people at all. Really? Yeah. And it's funny because now as an adult, I know that you should always think as big as possible. So if you're thinking a million, change it to a billion, et cetera. But yeah, I always just wanted to do this one-on-one, didn't want to work with couples, groups, families, nothing. And I definitely didn't want to be responsible for anybody's payroll. (laughs) Yeah, but again, here I am. (laughs) There you go. There you go. It's not somebody to pay with your payroll now. So there you go. True, true. There you go. go. So you're still true there. So I I guess take me through a little bit more on like how you're working with and serving your clients, what that looks like and what that process is. Yeah, absolutely. So we provide, I would say, essentially three types of services. So the first one, the main one is individual therapy. So you hear people talk about being in therapy all the time. They're like, hey, my therapist helps me through life challenges, et cetera. So that's just a one-on-one service. Mm -hmm. Then we also provide family therapy. So we have people that may be two parents and a child that come in and they're having some issues within the household and they Mm -hmm. want us to help them navigate that. And then we also do couples therapy as well, which it's interesting because there are parts of the year where that ramps up a little more. It's a little warmer, I imagine. It's interesting because right now, I think we're actually seeing it more in the fall, but you would think it would be summertime. Yeah. So it seems like that's when a lot of breakups occur, but yeah, there's a huge influx right now. Interesting. Yeah. I guess you end up spending, maybe it's like that pandemic care over where you're spending more time around each other. It's colder outside. You're, yeah. You're that's actually good point. Yeah. 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 Probably is the result of the pandemic, maybe that transition of seasons. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you work and help our clients in, in so many different ways. Do you find 
time, I guess that has expanded as you start to bring on more people on the team and add so many clinicians? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've grown pretty quickly. Again, when I initially started out, I think I was seeing maybe seven clients a week and we're well over 500 clients at this point. So we've grown significantly. Yeah. Yeah. That that makes so much sense. And do you feel like that's uh, your secret sauce? And this can be for yourself, the organization or combination mm-hmm. of both. Is it your ability to, to be able to serve, which might be like a not as, I guess, I don't want to say underserved, that might be an accurate word. Mm-hmm. Communities, do you feel like that part of what makes you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually took the words right there. <laughs> there yeah, no, that's absolutely right. So I think. I think that the intersectionality of the people that we serve really makes us unique and it makes us stand out from other businesses. It's not every day that you go to a business and they're like, hey, we want to work with people of color, people who are in the queer community, women sometimes. And and we serve everyone, to be clear. So our motto is that we're a safe space for everybody. So we see any type of client you can imagine comes through our doors, right? But these are just our specialty areas. So yeah, I think that makes us stand out and and we hear we get pretty good feedback from our clients too well good and bad bad in that it has taken them a really long time to find us because they have been <laughs> looking for therapists that they feel they can relate to or who might be able to relate to them um, sometimes who look like them have sharing that same cultural experience and so i hate that it takes them so long to find us but once they find us i think we're we do pretty well with them yeah that, that makes so much sense do you feel like part of it is, is, especially in these underserved communities, sometimes therapy or having those conversations are, for lack of a better term, taboo and they don't have it? Or do you think it's just something that they're just kind of searching in their, their actual space and they just haven't found it? Yeah, I, I do think, I think it's... I think it's less taboo than it used to be, than it once was, which I'm grateful for because I think we're starting to talk about the importance of mental health in cross cultures and particularly in communities of color. It's a lot less taboo, but I think that we've gotten over the hump of mental health being so extremely taboo and now people are just like, okay, I'm on board with therapy, but I need to make sure that I have the right fit. I don't want to walk into a room and share all of my personal and private details of my journey and my life with someone who I I feel that there's a disconnect with. Right. And it sounds like a a lot of, for a better term, vulnerability around having those conversations. So I love that you you talk about that safe space and have that imprinted in everything that you all are doing, because I think when you are having those vulnerable conversations, your those intimate details, all those things, it's hard, to me, it would be hard to do that if you don't have that safety or security. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit okay. and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. Okay. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, sure. but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? So it's funny because I think about this quite a bit, but I, so it's not a book. And it, I guess it, it is an app right now. But so the foundation of the app is it's called Earn Your Leisure. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Earn Your Leisure, but these two brothers that started this like media company from New York and their goal is to reach as many people and teach financial literacy. Right. And so they have a platform that's called EYLU. So it's Earn Your Leisure University. And as a part of that platform, which it's a paid service, but you pay for the service. And you get webinars and information on so many different things business related. So it's like from learning how to get into real estate to starting a business to paying taxes to starting an LLC 
the difference between an LLC and being a, a sole proprietor. And the thing that I love the most about them is that even though it's not their specialty area, they see the importance of mental health mm-hmm. because I think they understand that you can have the business, you can have the money and you know everything that you want, but if your mental health isn't intact, then it's all in vain. It doesn't really mean much. And so as a part of this platform, they actually have a mental health section. Um, and I was uh, fortunate to be able to meet them a couple of years ago. So I'm actually now the chairwoman of their mental health club awesome. on this platform. So um, it's great. It's, it's just a well-rounded. It's like a one-stop shop. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that a lot of times, like, as you said, so well, I've heard the phrase and I'm sure the phrase is thrown around like health is wealth. And, yeah. and I think that health includes that mental part. Absolutely. And I think that I, I don't know if it's been like during the pandemic or you've seen that after the pandemic that people are more um, open to having those conversations. Yeah. But it feels it's a lot less taboo, a lot more conversations than it would have been before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And I think the pandemic actually contributed to that largely because people started struggling so much during the pandemic. So a question that we get a lot is like, how did your business do during the pandemic? And the answer to that is we did extremely well. It's kind of, there's the, the advantages of it as a business owner, but then the disadvantages that we're watching so many people struggle. And so um, people being tethered to their homes, to their households, to their spouses, to their children, and not having that personal space made a huge impact um, and not in the best way. Yeah. But because we're a mental health service, we were able to provide telehealth services or what we call virtual therapy. And that allowed us to guide and help people through the pandemic. So yeah, yeah that's a beautiful part about the work that you all do. But I feel like anybody that has a gift or a talent, expertise and knowledge to be able to share that in so many different ways. And I appreciate you for being able to share so much there. So what would you consider to be what I call a CEO nugget? This is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. Mm-hmm. I usually say it might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self or potentially tell a client. I think make sure that whatever you choose to do, you have a passion for it, right? Because I think that a lot of times, I'll say, I'll use the example, growing up, I think many of us have heard, oh my goodness, you should be a engineer, you should be a lawyer, you should be a doctor, et cetera. And those things are absolutely wonderful professions to go into, but it, it doesn't align with everybody's personality and what they want to do, what they're good at. And so I think that it's really important to make sure that you're doing something that you love to do, that you enjoy, because as a business owner, you I love what I do, but there are still challenges, right? It's hard work, right? Because you're always going to go the hardest for yourself. Right. It's hard work and there are challenges that come along. And it's the passion that I have for what I do that keeps me going during those challenging moments. So if I'm selling donuts and I hate donuts, then that's not going to be too helpful for me when, you know, the business goes down and I'm like, you know what? I never wanted to do this anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that is really important. And just always being true to yourself on the business end, I would say, make sure you have, you know, Hey, there are some, some things that you definitely need there because there are people, especially during the pandemic, a lot of people started to go into business for themselves, became entrepreneurs. Right. Right. And, but they didn't really know how to do that or what that looked like. So my background is mental health, it's psychology, it's social work. And so no one ever told me how to start a business, how to um, be successful in that, what taxes look like, uh, corporate taxes, et cetera. So 
I, I think that it's important to make sure that you build a team around you that can help you through those things. Because the truth is that we're just, we're not going to be an expert in every area. But if you have people around you who have the knowledge, then it'll help you to be successful. Yeah, it helps us to support each other and be able to stay true to, to your lane. So how do you find that discovery, find that awareness of self in yeah. that journey? I think there are several ways that you can find it. And I'm being perfectly honest. I think that it's a privilege to have opportunities as a young person to be able to explore what you like and what you don't like. So I think we have to first acknowledge that there's a economic status component to this. So if you do have the opportunity to try different things as a child, definitely do that. Um, anytime you see that there are like programs that you can become, be a part of, participate in, jump on those. There I think there are opportunities that come along the way in schools, um, maybe programs outside of school. But the wonderful thing is now we have Google. So if there's anything that you think you may be interested in, you can Google it and find something that you're interested in. Um, Meetup groups. There are just so there are ways to find people who are interested in the same things that you're interested in so that you can learn more about it. Maybe they have resources that you don't have. But I think just being open minded. If you're open minded and you're willing to try and explore different things, somewhere along the way you're going to find something that you really like um and it also goes back to self-awareness like being able to tap into self like what is it that moves me what is my gut telling me that really excites me yeah that makes sense and and i think the beautiful thing and sometimes the thing that helps makes you pull your hair out is that sometimes that thing that makes your heart sing so to speak that thing that you're calling and purpose and things yeah it's sometimes difficult for other people to tell you it's that. Sometimes you can confirm it. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes when you look on the outside and, and someone says you should be X, Y, and Z, if it doesn't resonate with you and you yeah. don't have that self-awareness, then that's not going to connect as yes. much as you won't know that. And sometimes a person may not be able to tell you that. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. Yeah. And our goal is to have different quote-unquote CEOs on the show. So Dr. Mahogany, what does it yeah. mean to CEO? Yeah, right? so... So being a CEO for me means that I am now responsible for helping and reaching as many people as possible. But to do that, not only through my direct work, but through the people who are on my team and who work for me. And so I I really see it as a huge responsibility. I take it very seriously. And I would hope that other CEOs do (laughs) as well. But that's my goal, to reach as many people and to do it effectively, right? To do it in a way that is really touching people. We have a lot of, I look at YouTube and there's so much material out there. Some of it is great, some of it not so much. And I think if people really uh, focused on being effective and making their craft and being great at what they do, we would have a lot more quality material out there. So we also have to be careful with the information that we put out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that speaks definitely to being like a better term, a steward of, of what it is that you are either going through the journey, being open around that, if you're continuing to perfect your craft, which we all are to some degree. Yeah. But I think that you have to be very careful. That's why I love that word responsible around what you are putting out there sometimes because some of that information and that narrative isn't necessarily always true. And I think people can sometimes listen to that, hear that and and take that and run with it. And that's not always in a good place. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Dr. Mahogany, truly appreciate that yeah. definition, of course. Appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just okay. to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get out of you, find out about your team and all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah, absolutely. So I am, again, the owner of Hall Counseling Services. So our office is located in Annandale, Virginia. We're about, I would say, 15 minutes outside of uh, D.C., the D.C. metro area. And I can be reached on Instagram at the Mahogany Doctor. So that's usually how I connect with people. But also if people are looking for services, check out the website, hallcounselingservices.com. There you can leave your contact information and let us know what type of services you're looking for. And yeah, we're here to help as, as many people as possible. So let us know what you need. Absolutely. And to make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you, find out about all the awesome things, and of course, get any services they need. But truly appreciate you for taking some time out. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.